This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Pivot Bio Proven. Get what you paid for, the nitrogen that stays put, whether or not. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Welcome to Farming the Countryside. I'm Andrew McRae. What is the next tech revolution in agriculture? Could it be biologicals? What is a biological? And how do you determine which products are right for your operation? We look at ways new products are changing soil health and crop production and how we can develop a plan that best utilizes that technology. It's our topic for this week's Farming the Countryside. It's brought to you by Pivot Bioproven. In 2020, I had a chance to use a new corn nitrogen product firsthand in my fields, Pivot Bioproven. Pivot Bioproven adheres to the root of the corn plant, creating a mutually beneficial nitrogen-generating partnership that stays strong all the way through harvest. It's the weather-resistant and sustainable way to achieve more predictable, more productive yields than ever before. We're once again doing trials with Pivot Bioproven this year, and we'll be looking at how it can help supply corn with the nitrogen it needs throughout the season. And that hopefully means the use of less synthetic nitrogen in the future, saving us money while still supplying the corn the nutrients it needs. Pivot Bioproven may change the way you think about nitrogen. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Biologicals are not new to farming, but their ability to truly change cropping systems continues to grow. If you're like me, it's kind of hard to define exactly what a biological is, and it's hard to evaluate what truly provides the best ROI on the farm. My guest this week is Ernie Sanders with Pivot Bio. A couple of quick notes before this week's interview. We have sponsors who make our broadcast possible. One happens to be Pivot Bio, and sure, we'll talk about their company for a moment coming up, but I wanted to get Ernie on the program because he has over four decades of experience in the industry, much of that time working with biologicals and looking how those products can and are changing the way we farm. So our conversation is really quite broad in scope as we look at how the latest wave of ag technology is truly changing the way people farm. Ernie Sanders joins me, and we're going to talk about uh, corn and nitrogen and crops and uh, several things here. Ernie, I, I know that we've uh, got to see each other quite a bit here over the last uh, year or two, but we haven't seen each other recently. So you're usually on the road seeing a lot of crops. First of all, just tell me about kind of where you've been and what you're seeing and how the crops look to you this year as you've been traveling around. Well, thank you, Andrew. It's good to hear from you again. It's always fun to catch up. I have done my traveling. Last year, I did the uh, journey with Ernie, and I drove a couple of thousand miles around the crops. This year, it's been uh, not a single journey, but a lot of visiting. And I have to tell you, it's, it, the corn looks a little ragged to me, to be honest. Uh, there's good spots. There's bad spots. From a, from a trialing standpoint, I've lost trials this year to drought. I've lost trials to flood. I've lost trials to hailstorms. And just recently, if you saw that uh, tornado in Indiana, lost a field trial there, a location too. So the weather has been a bit crazy for us. There are areas that have just had 30-plus inches above normal rain. And then, of course, there's areas like the western Iowa, Dakotas that are just so dry that, I don't know, you might as well turn the cows in on some of those areas. I hope the good spots are good enough to even out some of those bad spots because the crops in general 
you know, you're used to seeing that tabletop corn with beautiful uniform tasseling. It's, it, it just hasn't been that way in my experience this year in very many locations or for very far as I drive a couple of hundred miles or so. Interesting. You know, you mentioned the drive areas, and we've heard about that, certainly Iowa, Minnesota, into the Dakotas in some places. Are there any garden spots, if you will, or are they pretty small, what you've seen? It sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah, so there's some areas that I've seen in, in uh, north-central Illinois that still look like 300 bushel corn. Or I saw some soybeans down near Jackson, Tennessee that just were amazing. They just got perfect rainfall and look really, really good. You know, and there are other areas as well. Of course, I haven't been everywhere, but I've, I've certainly made my trips around the country. But I, I, it still feels a little ragged. It's kind of a very loose description. I don't know how to refine it any more than that. But there are some really good spots out there, too. Right. Of course, besides looking at crops, you're visiting with a lot of farmers. I would be interested in what you're hearing from them. You know, certainly this corn is in the mid $5 range in a lot of places, and that's what you could maybe contract it for this fall. Does that tend to make up for the ragged corn? And, they, and the, you know, the price at least is, is up there, so that's better than having a lower price. Oh, gosh, yes. It's just going to be – it's just wonderful to talk to growers about it. But suddenly you're having the growers pay attention to input cost or late season uh, uh, disease control, you know, fungicides going in over corn from airplanes. And, and they've been watching their nitrogen monitors. Oh, do I had too much rain? Maybe I need to add another trip with Y drops or, you know, do something else to replace some of the nitrogen I'm worried about losing. But farmers in general have really paid attention to that crop. Is it worth investing a little bit more in it before it makes what it's going to make? Or is it done with what it's going to be? Or, you know, because as you said, input prices are going up, but crop prices are finally staying up there in that 5 to $6 range a lot. You mentioned the nitrogen, and we're going to get into that here in just a moment. But because mm -hmm. we have good prices, relatively speaking, do you find that this year a lot of people have tried new things or they have done more? You mentioned the fungicide. Have you seen more of that tried or other inputs that people are maybe trying for the first time just because they feel they have the margin to be able to do that this time? I haven't talked to a farmer that didn't think back in March this wasn't going to be a record crop, right? <laughs> they all, every year we've got to believe that or we wouldn't keep going back and taking all the risk we take to get out there and farm. So they're expecting a record crop, and they're going to research. They're going to do whatever they can do to make sure that for their region, with their rainfall, their temperature, their hybrid they've selected, or their soybean variety they've selected, that they can maximize their ROI. They want to get the money back for what they invest. And that includes new tools. You know, farmers love new toys, too, like new tractors and new equipment and new everything but they're also looking for those new tools to farm and help them really get the best they can out of this crop you mentioned the new tools there and you have worked in this in the crop industry for many years but here over the last uh, few years with pivot bio and that's certainly a name that some people may know for those that aren't familiar just explain a little bit of the technology behind it because when you mention new tools 
it is truly something new in a sense. I kind of tell people it's a little bit like what a bean uh, does, uh, only we're going to do it in corn. We're going to put that nitrogen and fix it into the soil. But, but talk about that technology for a moment. Sure, I would love to. Yeah, so Pivot Bio is a biological company. And our biological product has the ability to take nitrogen out of the air, make ammonia, and feed it to those corn plants. And we have a product called Return that also works in sorghum. And it is very similar to that soybean program, you know, where you have Brady rhizobium, you have nodules on soybeans, it makes nitrogen, the plant uses it. The one big difference is in soybeans, it, it goes inside the plant, inside the roots, and it makes those nodules. Uh, from a corn standpoint, we have isolated a bacteria that grows naturally as a free-living bacteria on the surface of roots, and that's what we use to grow on the top of the corn roots, and that's what's producing it. It doesn't go inside the plant, and it does not make a nodule. What have you found here over the last two to three years? I know you have trials, and that's part of your travels is going around and seeing those trials. We'll talk about yield here for a moment, but really I think even the bigger mm -hmm. discussion is about nitrogen and, and nitrogen loss and sustainable farming, and, and certainly that's becoming more important. We're talking about carbon sequestration, all these types of things. But let, let's start with the yield part because that's interesting. You have seen a yield bump, yeah. I think, sometimes, but not always. But what have you, what have you seen? Yeah, they're very interesting too. It, and it depends on how our, our customers use the product. What we tell our customers is our first generation product was called Pivot Bioproven. It provides about the equivalent of 25 pounds of synthetic nitrogen on per acre basis. And it kind of spoon feeds a little bit of nitrogen to that corn plant on a daily basis throughout the growing season. And what we've seen is consistently healthier plants, consistently bigger plants, and we're providing that little bit of nitrogen because, you know, a lot of techniques, you apply a lot of nitrogen at once and it either washes away or degrades and you just hope you have enough there when you need it. Ours is just there every day. So that does help with that. And there's, uh, to, to go in and answer your question about yield, we really consider ourselves a nitrogen company and we're providing pounds of nitrogen but very few farmers that I know of believe that their nitrogen program is 100% perfect. I mean, it's just hard to be perfect, right? If I could tell a grower when it was going to rain, how much it was going to rain, and what the temperature was going to be over some critical growing windows of that corn plant, then he could design a perfect nitrogen program. But gosh, we just don't know those in advance. And, and if I knew how to predict that well, I'd be going to Vegas. <laughs> so we just have to see what, what Mother Nature brings us along the way. And, and so a lot of our customers will help use our product to kind of help cover some of maybe the weaknesses or some of the issues that they might run across during the season. But there's also a significant amount of our customers who reduce the amount of synthetic nitrogen they apply and put our product in, and it makes the yield the same as if you had 25 pounds more. We just introduced a new product. It's called Pivot Bio Proven 40, and it is our second generation product, and it, it's equivalent to 40 pounds of applied synthetic nitrogen. Do you think then the, the big idea for most people is, is that if you have the Pivot Bio 40, then that I just reduce my synthetic by 40, I use the Pivot Bio 40, 
and now I have saved money, but I haven't lost any of the nitrogen. Is that the the idea that a lot of people are going with? So a significant number of people are doing that. Yes, sir. And and we encourage people to reduce their synthetic applied nitrogen. Uh, we firmly believe it's a mission from our company to reduce applied nitrogen and to replace it with biological nitrogen. It's good for a farmer. It returns good ROI, and it's good for the planet. And and you have to admit that we've had very few uh, bi- biological products that can deliver solutions from a fertilizer standpoint uh, over the years. And farmers have just really been beat up about pollution in general. And, and I think it's a little out, a little out of the ordinary for the amount of, uh, of work that the farmers do in this area. They're all environmentalists. I don't know of a farmer that's not, whether they recognize it or not, growers want to hand their land down to the next generation better than they received it. So I, they're all really good at, at soil health and taking care of what what's theirs. You know, we have this climate certainly now in which we are having to think more about sustainable practices and we're thinking about carbon re- sequestration. We're thinking about a lot of these types of things. Is that making this type of technology even more important in a lot of people's minds because we've got to do something along those lines? I mean, certainly we've had cover crops and different things that we've been using that help do some of this as well. But I'm suspecting we're continuing to move down this path of having to do more with this just to meet the demands that what might be coming down the road. Well, I think, yeah, honestly, Andrew, I think farmers are very proactive in that area anyway. But if we're not careful, we're going to be legislated into doing some things that we don't really want to be legislated into doing. You know, there's been some restrictions on chemistry use. There's been some biotech traits that have been broken because of insect resistance. There's there's things that we're dealing with that we just need to continue improving upon. And I've seen those waves come over through the years, you know, so there was you know, there was all this new chemistry that came out and there was, uh, you know, biotech traits and then there was big climate and big data. And then there was uh, at continuing along with all the breeding programs are amazing, the yields that you can get to. And as you mentioned, over the last five or six years, the, the number of biologicals now has been a whole new wave of new products. And it's kind of a confusing area. How, how do people sort through that? Because there are products that certainly come and go. So how do farmers sort through what <laughs> is good and what isn't so good, if you will? I, I try to keep it simple myself. From a, from a standpoint of, of biological products, what is available today is generally not like what my dad or my granddad used, right? Back then it was when a biological worked, you didn't know why. And when a biological didn't work, you didn't know why. Today, there's just a lot of really good science going on from a lot of companies. And the first way I separate them is, are they living biologicals or are they dead? And when I say dead, I mean, are they an extract from a biological, like a PGR, you know, plant growth regulator? So you can have two big buckets of, of, of things right away. Are they living, breathing microbes that require stewardship and handling so that they can stay alive when you apply them and do their job? Or are they an extract or a metabolite from a biological that's not living, that is treated more like a chemistry 
and it has usually a short-term effect, just like a chemistry would as a plant growth regulator. So can both be good then? I mean, do we need a balance of, of both or oh, do you, when yeah. you put them in those buckets? Yeah. Yeah. And it all goes back to how do you want to farm on your farm? What practices work best for you? How do you want to employ them into your system? And even from a pivot bio standpoint, I've talked to a lot of growers who've used our product for two or three years now, and they've even modified over the year how they use it. Is, are they replacing you know, 30 or 40 pounds at side dress, or are they not going over the field and not doing a wide drop, wide drop application later? Or from a standpoint, some people like putting sugars in with their inferro product or alginates or seaweed extract or something, again, that's not living, right? But it's a source of food to help uh, motivate that soil, if motivate's the right word, to turn that microbiome on and give some food supply to the biologicals that are naturally in your soil anyway. So I, I wish I had a perfect answer for you. But I think biologicals are something that we need to spend some time on to start to understand better because the world of biology is just amazing what can happen. And, and some of the lessons we're learning, not only from medicinal purposes as well as our farming purposes of biologicals, but it's going to take some education from our crop consultants. It's going to take some time from farmers. And you're going to have to review your system on your farm so that you can help understand a little bit better about what's the best way I want to use this. How do I want to start farming a little more sustainably or more regenerative? You've been around the industry for quite a while and you know, every end farm is different as you mentioned, but a lot of folks will put on some anhydrous. They might put on some uh, liquid fertilizer planting. They might do a uh, side dress or top dress. As you look down the road yeah. five and 10 years, do you think that this system changes quite a bit because of this new wave of biologicals and new products coming on and it, and it changes the way that we do crop nutrition quite a bit? Or does it change it slightly? Or what do you see coming down the road? Well, when you say I've been around this industry a long time, that's just an easy way of saying I'm old. And you're right. <laughs> I've been around this industry for 40, 40 45 years, and I've had a wonderful, wonderful career and loved it all. Grew up on a farm myself. I do think that farming is going to change a, a, a lot, another 180 degrees, right? If you look at what we just did, what my dad did, what my brother does, what my son's going to do, it's entirely different because whether you like GMO traits or not, they changed agriculture forever. It was a whole new generation, a whole new wave of products that came out. And we're just riding the front end of this biological wave. And I, I really do believe that the biological wave that's coming is going to help us in so many ways. Because people talk about soil health, but, you know, when you try to pin them down, it's hard to understand what parameters they really mean by soil health or what you're going to do to improve it. I mean, we didn't get a depleted soil in a year we got a depleted soil from using 220 pounds of synthetic fertilizer plus tons of P and K over a 20 year window and trying to correct it with lime or doing other things to help correct it. So we're not going to fix that and restore anything back to a more balanced biological microbiome in a year. It's going to take us a good 10 year window 
um, using the right products, experimenting with new products, and fitting it into a farming system that you're comfortable using as you go forward. But I do think that sustainable farming is going to be more than a buzzword. It's going to be something about where people think about what's the most efficient use of all my resources, whether it's the potassium that you've got tied up that you, in rock form in your soil you've got to release, or whether it's do I really make that chemical spray or not. You know, you've got to be very, very efficient about your nutrient program, very, very efficient about your chemistry program, and very, very efficient about how many trips you're going to make over that field. And that's how we're going to truly start to improve and get better. I think a lot of farmers would be like me in that we are interested. We want to continue to learn and progress and grow. How do you suggest that we begin to kind of figure these things out? Is there a good way to begin to figure out, okay, where do biologicals fit? How do I continually change my program how do I look at those information sources? How do you suggest being able to do that? Yeah, this goes back to that trusted advisor. And I'm going to give you an analogy and show you how old I really am. When I was a kid, my biggest trusted advisor was my minister and my doctor, right? Those guys, uh -huh. you just believed every word they said. And today you see people questioning medical advice and get the second or third or fourth opinion, and you realize not every doctor graduated at the top of their class, you know, or things like that. So where do farmers really get trusted advice? Where do they feel comfortable? Well, first and foremost, they want to know what works on their farm, right? They don't want to just always take somebody else's word for it. So I think that... Um, Farmers exchange information with themselves very efficiently, whether it's at the coffee shop, at church, at a baseball game with their grandkids or whoever. I think they're really good at that. And secondly, you know, some of the land-grant universities have done a good job. Some of the other crop consultants that are out there are very knowledgeable. But, but finding that independent source of trusted information that has localized knowledge for your soil type, your rotations and your cropping patterns, it's, it's just not an easy challenge. It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of scenario. What's on the horizon for Pivot Bio? Uh, you're always looking at new things and, and pushing science and pushing that in the field. So what's uh, on the horizon for you? Uh, that always makes me smile when I think about that. I've, you know, I've had a long career. I've had a lot of fun, but I've never had more fun than I'm having today. And that's because Pivot is always thinking about new and better ways to do things. We're looking at new. So we started with our Pivot Bioproven, about 25 pounds of synthetic equivalent. We're now launching to Proven 40, about 40 pounds of equivalent. I've got a pipeline that I'm looking at strains that are delivering 50, 60 pounds of nitrogen equivalency. So we're going to push that envelope and we're going to continue to help farmers reduce the amount of synthetic nitrogen that they apply to their fields. And I think that's good for the dead zone in the Gulf. That's good for a farmer's ROI. And that's good for my grandkids to grow up on a planet with less applied synthetic. I, I don't want to bash synthetics though, because I tell you what, they've fed the world. They fed the world. This is just looking at another alternative. And then pivot is going to start uh, branching out into other crops. You know, as I mentioned, we have a, a product called return that works in sorghum and wheat and barley and sunflowers 
And so uh, as a company, we're going to really start to move the needle and we move fast. So we're going to launch another generation product out of the pipeline in the next two or three years after we launch this one. I just don't see us slowing down anytime soon. Ernie, I always appreciate the time. I'm sure you'll be out there on the road and maybe at some field days, people may be able to see you somewhere. Would that be right? Yeah, I just got through with Volunteer Ag Day in Jackson, Tennessee. I'm headed over to Columbus, Ohio on Monday of this week, and I'll be in Indianapolis by Wednesday. So going to keep cruising around the Midwest, taking care of things as we go. Well, very good. Always good to catch up with you. Andrew, the same for you. Thanks again for the time. You may see Ernie on the road at one of those field days. I think you'll find he has a broad range of knowledge from his time working in the industry. Be sure to stop and visit and ask the tough questions. He really enjoys visiting with farmers and talking about how to evaluate and take advantage of new technology. As always, thank you for joining us either on your local radio station or via the podcast. Remember that you can follow the show on Facebook. That's a great way to share feedback or offer ideas on future topics. I also hope you'll connect with our daily radio program, American Countryside. You can connect with it on Facebook as well. And don't forget, we're posting ideas on rural and community improvement at TotalTownMakeover.com and TotalTownMakeover on Facebook, where you can find ideas related to improving your community. I'm Andrew McRae. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time on Farming the Countryside. Farming the Countryside has been brought to you by Pivot Bioproven. Get what you paid for. The nitrogen that stays put, whether or not. Learn more at pivotbio.com.